Johnson, and you are listening to Taking Back Our Community podcast, and I am here to provide you with hot topics, community awareness, social, emotional, through a spiritual perspective, empowerment, education, and justice, and black history. We're going to go right into the hot topic for this evening. Ladies. You know what? We got to fall back some. The hot topic is, are you your husband's covering? Or is he supposed to be covering you? That's deep. That's deep. In a moment, I'm going to play some clips. There's a clip from um, Fantasia in which she was bringing it to the ladies. And uh, she received some backlash deep backlash and I'm telling you um, the woman didn't like to hear the truth and I know the men was high-fiving each other but Fantasia she brought it from a biblical perspective and um, and then I'm going to play a clip from her husband which is Kendall Taylor and and I don't like to say Fantasia's husband he's the head so I'm going to say Kendall Taylor he brought it men he brought it. He threw it down. He was coming from a righteous perspective. And so I'm going to play that for you. I'm going to break it down um, biblically. And then I'm going to go worldly and make some sense as to the breakdown of our nation. So in another 30 seconds, I'll be back with you um, about this clip of Fantasia and her husband. And then we're going to just uh, go on from there. See you in a few. opinions on feminism, feminism as it sort of relates to dating, and also on Fantasia's recent interview on The Breakfast Club. In case you've been under a rock, Fantasia triggered a lot of women in this interview. It was very controversial and a lot of people were dragging her for filth, as the kids say. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me give you a little bit of context by playing her own words right here. Okay, listen to this. Yo, I can lead in my household. I can do this in my household. What does that mean? That's not how it's supposed to be and that's why we bump heads and I feel like it's a generational thing. 
And we could talk, we can go real deep on that. And I might need, I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse mm -hmm. and how society have placed our men mm -hmm. and women have to, to, to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad. You so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the, the man. I was going to say, right. man, can we be equal? Oh, of course. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm the neck, my man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. You've got to let the man be the head of the house. But it's a generational thing, and it's what we've been taught. To stand up, be strong, be the, you know what I mean? And a, a dude come, and you, everything about you is like a man. So I think one of the biggest wow. missteps that Fantasia took in this particular interview. Wow. This was deep. Fantasia went in, and she was talking about, um, Order, order in the house. I don't care where you're at. You could be in um, the church. You could be the leader in your organization. You could be a leader in the business. You could be a leader in the community. But um, if you're not allowing that man to lead in the household, uh, you could just uh, wrap it up for him to be any other type of leader. He can't be a king. He can't be a, a CFO, a CEO. He can't be none of that. Because there's no order. And it begins, what they say, charity begins at home and spread abroad. And she was talking about her neck. And they work together. You know, I'm feeling her in this. The neck work together. And the head needs the neck. You know what I'm saying? That's the help meet of the head. You know, the, the, the head can't turn without the neck. So I'm feeling her on that. And um, she brought it. And I, I'm going to go into a clip where... Now, Fantasia's husband is talking. And so, I'm going to bring bring this to you. So, I would like for you to hold on for one second. Bring this clip. Fantasia's husband. It was so dope coming from the male perspective that I felt like the male and the female should hear. So, so here's the issue. Submission is supposed to be a beautiful song and dance between two lovers. What's happened is... Men have abused that power. <clears throat> Forgive me, they've abused that gift. And we have been misled to think that it's something where it's a dominant spirit and we, we own every decision, we dictate everything, we rule with an iron fist. First of all, that's not love. Mm. What happens is in my marriage, let me not speak for everybody, my marriage, I submit daily to the most high. I stay in my scriptures. I continue to feed myself with things that help me build my character to reshape my perspective that was messed up in the streets and dealing with different propaganda and programming and things like that so that I can come to my wife from a pure position. Mm -hmm. So when I do that and she sees me and she witnesses over time that it's an, it's an authentic demonstration, her heart is moved and softened and compelled to submit to me. Yeah. What does that look like? That doesn't mean that I dictate every decision. I don't walk around the house saying what we're going to spend, how we're <laughs> going to do it. We talk and we build. And I, I consider everything that's on her heart, her perspective, her position, her philosophy. I'll carefully weave that into my philosophy to figure out what's the best move for this family. Keeping all of that in mind. Now, the moment I start to step outside of righteousness and I start to move from a place of emotion instead of analytics, she has every right to snatch that back because mm. submission is a gift. Mm. When she sees me laying at the foot of the father, she has no reason to withhold that from me. Mm. The problem is this. Men are not found in positions of leadership handling it with integrity. Mm. 
How you gonna lead your wife if you can't balance a checkbook? Mm. If you don't know what's going on in the stock market, you don't have a sound understanding of the finances, you can't create a budget, you don't understand what's going on in the educational system in your mm. community that's impacting your kids. In order to lead, you gotta be so far ahead of your family that by the time they come to you with a situation or a problem, you've already dived into it, done your due diligence so that you can give leadership. Mm -hmm. You don't lead from your genitals. You lead from a gentle place of understanding. And the more she trusts, the more she can let go of things that she don't have to deal with and focus on the things that edify her. It ain't about money. We both hustlers. It's not about a dollar for This brother, he brought it. I'm telling you. He was talking about he have to leave. You got to be so far in advance. So when the kids and the wife come to you with something, you already up on what's going on in the current events. You already up on what's going on in the stock market. You already up on what's going on in our school system. You are so far ahead. You know what's going on throughout this whole entire world. And so therefore, when they come to you and they, you have all the answers, then you are the, their king. You are their king. Let me tell you this. This is the structure the Bible was talking about. And then I'm going to read you uh, um, a passage of scripture. And where, uh, you know, the Lord is, he's laying down, a, he's laying it down for the, the, the instruction on order and structure in the house. That, that's the foundation. And this is the foundation he's talking about. And so the, the husband is there to lead provide and protect the family. And when you take that out, oh my goodness, there's no more foundation. There's none. You know what I'm saying? And so with that leadership, it has to be, Christ has to be over you because a man of God is going to lead. He's going to provide. He's going to protect you because he's a man after God's own heart. And he's made, and you can see the image all in him. And so with that being said, that woman uh, don't have don't have no other choice but to be submissive. Submissive is coming from her heart to him because she's seeing him laying down and sitting down and praying and, and leading the family in righteousness sakes. You can't do nothing but submit to a man like that, a man of God like that. You know what I'm saying? And where she can do her due diligence, which is to comfort the family, teach the, the children and nurture. That is our nature. So when we have... We're playing dual roles. That's bipolar. You know what I'm saying? We can't be both the the head and, and the help me. That's a, a bipolar condition in which is going to confuse our kids. And when our kids see that out of line, then that's where it comes with dis, dishonorable disrespect. But when they're in line, when they see order in the house where the woman is leading from her natural stance of nurturing and, and comforting and teaching the children then that's when they will, that is their duty. The children's duty is to love their parents and obey. And they won't have any problems doing that when everything else is lined up. So the brother is so right. He said, think from the right head. Okay, not the wrong head. And this brother is so powerful. And I'm going to go to you biblically because I'm going to break this down. It's going to get deep. I'm going to break it down worldly. And I'm going to let you know where our nation started being broken down and how the enemy came in to come and rob, steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he's done from the beginning of time, starting with Adam and Eve. But let, let me let me provide to you this scripture, which is 
1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. And it says, but I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ. And what he's talking about, the head of every man, meaning woman, child, um, husband, wife, lady, you know, uh, every, it, it doesn't matter. You're not married yet. You're the head is, is, is Christ. Ladies, even if you don't have a husband, Christ is your head. You know what I'm saying? Christ is your head. But if you're married, there's an order. And so what's going to what he's saying, what else he's saying? And he said, and the head of every woman is man. Now, you're a lady, you're a young girl, or you're a lady until you get married. And once you get married, two becomes one. And that's when, you know, we're talking about in Genesis, Genesis when, um, you know, God had put Adam to sleep and he took a part of his rib and made a woman. That's powerful right there. And the two became one. So now he is going to go deeper and explain what he's saying. But every woman who prays or prophesied with her head uncovered, dishonored her, dishonors her head. Man, this is symbolic and spiritual both together. Let me break this down right here. If you want to go in and you want to pray in, in any establishment or anywhere without your head being covered, uncovered, you, dis you dishonor. You dishonor your head. Meaning that symbolically... If you take a scarf and wrap your head up, you are letting the woman know that you have a husband and he's your covering and you are as one. That is the greatest respect and you're giving him the leadership and the authority to rule the house. And now, whenever you have your hair is your glory in another scripture, talk about your hair being your glory. Now you want to go and shave your head off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women shaving their head off because they want masculinity. You're dishonorable. You're shaving what God had given you the glory of your hair. Now, I'm not talking about women. You know, a lot of women, we, we were blind in the world, following other, you know, nations and customs and uh, wanting to be like somebody else and getting making our getting our hair all messed up. And now we have to wear wigs the rest of our lives or, or the rest of your lives. And because, you know, we done damaged our hair because we didn't know who we are as a, as a people. You know, we lost our identity. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm telling you right now. God has given the woman here and that's the glory of her. And, and, and she go and she prophesied over her men and she's letting them know that. Her man is her covering. Her man is the leader of that house. And that man is going to lead. He's going to protect. He's going to provide. And he's telling everyone that she is submissive to her righteous man of God. That's powerful. That's symbolic. And the spiritual aspect is she will not be the type of woman that's going to go and embarrass and, 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 and embarrass him in front of the public. Because once a man, once a woman do that to a man... He had lost all power. How are you going to, you are in your home or you're out in the community, you're in the church and, and you telling your man what to do, you giving him orders and you want to be, you know, say a senator, or you want to be a, a, a community church leader, or you want to be the governor of the, you even want to be a king, but your woman's running you. That's out of order. And you dishonor, y'all both are dishonorable. You know what I'm saying? So I'm talking you to you from a symbolic 
aspect and a spiritual aspect. A woman cannot cover you. It's a, a man of a job. And let me go into further. It says, but every woman who prays or prophesy with their head uncovered, dishonor her head. I'm, and I just explained to you spiritually and symbolically. And it is the same as having her head shaved. Yes, it is. It's like you coming up in there bald and wanting to be masculine and want to be, you know, the ruler. You're dishonorable. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off and her hair shaved, then she should cover her head. Cover your head if you should. Cover your head with a a a a, a scarf or something, and that's just letting you know. You know, we do, we have some issues where we have to cut our hair off and everything, but still, yeah, go out in public and cover your head because you are sending a symbolic mess, a, a message describing that you are submissive to your husband. For a woman does not cover her head, she might as well cut it off. And let me go on to seven. And man not, not, a man ought not to cover his head. You shouldn't cover your head because you are in the glory and the image of the, of the father. You are his glory. So don't come up in here with your long hair. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and a woman covering over you, that's dishonorable because if a woman is, is, is ruling over you, then you're out of order and you're not in his image. But in this image is you don't come up in there with your head cover because God made you in his image. You get what I'm saying? So it's 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 real deep how God has this so strategically ordered that um, submission is a, a, a powerful, beautiful thing. And it's not a submissive where a, a submissive where a man is um coming and with authority saying you like Fantasia and I'm saying you do this, you did that. They're working together, but it's an order. And with that righteous man walking in his biblical and his spiritual um, nature, that woman can't do nothing but help, but submit because she feels safe. The children feel safe. We're going to talk about even, um, I'm gonna go to a, a clip. You remember Malcolm X, his dad, his dad actually owned this man was the, a powerful man of God and the oral presses didn't like him. This man actually owned his own land his own farm his own business he was teaching not only his kids structure and um in the community but also he was teaching he was teaching um uh, uh the the neighborhood kids in the community now that's powerful but you know what happened the oppressors got so upset you know what i'm saying they got jealous in this um passage in the, in ecclesiastes 30 Verse three, it says, it speaks about he who teaches his son grieves the enemy. He who teaches his son grieves the enemy. Now, what is that saying? Why, why do our enemies hate us so much? Why did they break us down, break us down morally, broke us down our culture? We don't know anything about who we are as a people and they didn't want to give us a book when we arrived here because we are, okay, I'm telling you, we are the only people who are scattered throughout the whole earth that the Bible talks about who is his chosen people. I'm going to break it to you. Who is his chosen people? So we got to put two and two together. We are God's chosen people. We are scattered throughout the earth. When we came here 
It was that we were, our identities were taken away, our land, our culture, our pride, everything was taken from us. And they used a whip to whip, what they called him Kunta Kinte. They used a strong man to bind him up and whip him because um, he was the strong one. So he was sending a message. You know what I'm saying? This enemy don't like um, strong, educated, spiritual Brothers, he's out to de destroy him. If you're wearing your pants sad down and, you know, you're cursing and you, he's going to let you live long. I mean, you know, he, you're going to be killed too, but he'd rather you lead the family because your children is not being taught anything than for, you know, basically a, 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 a educated spiritual leader to lead the family. You are get destroyed like Malcolm X dad and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, um, all of these people, uh, not Dr. and I'm going to go into this excerpt about what Malcolm X's brother had to say about um, Malcolm X's dad and the, the order in the house and the discipline and the structure that was or they were receiving. Listen to this. Mentor biography on Malcolm, he was given to a white family. Okay, read. And thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. And it said the mother... She had a nervous breakdown, went into a mental institution because she didn't have the power to get back her children again. So again, I'm showing you different levels of understanding on many of these verses. It ain't just slavery, way chattel slavery. Was that it, Captain? And there, and there shall be no might in thine hand. Now, I want to take you to the next clip. Go to the clip called Make It Plain. What I want to show y'all from this is the importance the difference, I'll say the difference between the father figure in the house and the mother figure in the house. I want you, they're gonna interview one of Malcolm X's brothers about what the scene we just looked at, he discusses it. So I want y'all to, and this is real talk. Pushed under the wheels of that streetcar. My father's death caused a great, great shock in the family because he was the power, he was the strength. We were organized. We I were think it went over your brother's heads. That's the brother they're talking to. Now go back. The picture you see is uh, Mr. Little. That's the father. Listen to how he describes the father. Go ahead. My father's death caused a great, great shock in the family because he was the power. He was the strength. We were organized. We were a structured family. When I get out of school, when we got out of school, me and my, my brothers and sisters, we'd come right home and go to work in the garden, clean up the chicken shed and get ready for the night. And get up in the morning and all this, we pump the water and bring it in the house and all this. This was while dad was alive. Because to not do this brought the consequence of a whipping. So we were disciplined. And uh, then after my father got killed and my mother's inability to run as fast as I could run, or Malcolm, enabled us to get away with a lot of things we wouldn't have tried to get away with. So we got looser and looser. Pause. Louise Little struggled to raise her... Who can tell me what you just heard? Who can explain to me what y'all just heard him say the difference between his father and his mother? Right here. Yes, you. It's a white t-shirt. You. His father was the structure and the power of the, of the family. He said his father was the power, the strength and the organizer of the family. Wait, wait, stand back up, I ain't done with you. 
What, what did he say about his mother when his father died? What did he say about his mother? His mother wasn't able to do those things. She, she was not capable. She's, he said his mother was not as quick as the kids. She could not chase the kids around and keep up with them, what they were doing. So they said they got looser and looser and got away with a lot of stuff they could not get away with under their father. Or else they would get a, a whooping. That is the difference. I want you to understand. The, the white man knows the importance of a father in the house. Women got an ego. They think they can do it. But look at the results out here in the world. Look at the condition of our young men with no father. I tell you from experience. I tell you about my whooping days. I got many a whooping. But I was smarter than my other brothers. I'll tell you the story before. I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to tell you again. Me and my brothers were cut up in the house. Cut up. My daddy's at work. All right, I'm um, I'm gonna end it, I'm end it right belt. here with that. But what he was saying in retrospect, when the spiritual st structure has been damaged in the home, the very foundation of the structure. Let me put put it that way: the very foundation of the structure has been damaged. A house cannot stand. You know what I'm saying? A house cannot stand. And with that alone. Let me go into Mark 3.27 and it states, in fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first trying, tying him up, without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house good. Let me tell you something. If you have a strong leader in a home, a strong church leader, a strong community leader, a strong business leader, a strong corporation leader. You allow the enemy to come in and bind you up. It could be any type of way. It could be a, a seductive woman coming in. You know what I'm saying? And and get you and try to find your weak point. It, it, it could be uh, someone trying to entice you into a bad business deal that destroys your, you know, your moral, your ethics and everything that you stood righteous for. It could be in your home where, you know, um, uh, someone trying to put a sunder to your marriage that, you know, the, 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 you, the man is cleaving on to the, to the mother instead of just, um, departing from them. And we're talking about, um, and, and do them, and we're talking about an excerpt where, when they said, when you are married, you as one, you got to leave all and follow and, 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 and come together as one to become one. And so when you allow the third string, the enemy to come in and plant negative seeds, mother-in-law, father-in-law, the mother, the mother-in-law is being the head in the family and, and telling the, telling the, um, the, the, the husband, oh, you better keep receipts, you know, you bet just wrong things. I, I like that movie, uh, War Room, when that young lady, she didn't talk bad about, she was actually telling her about herself. And then she created, created, she was like, I created a war room for my husband. And that is uh, the mothers of the church that we need more of in the community where they're going to tell each individual person about themselves and what they're doing wrong, what they could do better. Those are what we need in our church establishment. We need more of that. And so basically, um, whenever we go into, uh, let me see. What are some things, what are some things, attributes where uh, we can allow the enemy to come in and destroy our family? I'm going to give you three. 
that we can allow. One I already just talked to you about, and that was about how we allow the enemy to come in and put us under to a marriage, um, you know, different talks, different family members, friends, you know, telling, trying to entice you. Oh, my wife don't want me to go here. My wife don't want me to go out tonight because a strip club and your friend trying to tell you, oh, come on, you can go out tonight. It's just one, this one time. That one time could destroy a marriage. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? I I was watching, you know, because nowadays the these shows that's influential are instead of the good shows, we had a good times and what's happening. We have shows that are such as uh, Atlanta Housewives, Married to Medicine, where these women are ruling these men. And so I, I like to watch worldly shows so I can compare and see what's going on in the world because you can't stay dumb to the world. You, we're in the world, but not of the world. And so the um one of the ladies, the, the wives, had invited all her girls uh to this sipping and sipping sea and, and there's a stripper or a, a naked man and they were just flinging their thing around and and so one of the they didn't tell one of them didn't tell their husband. And the husband had found out in the group talk with the men. And so now he's like he's gonna get her back. Like when we do our thing. We ain't gonna tell them, and we gonna go all out. We gonna, he said, "I'm tired. I'm I'm sick of being a nice guy." That's what the husband said. Ladies, we can't provoke our husband to that. The woman said, "The the man said, I'm sick of being a nice guy. Now I'm gonna show her. Now this now it's tit for tat." So we gotta watch our company. We gotta watch our um our, our family members, our friends, and they're trying to entice us. That's that third string that if it's not God that's tying y'all together, is gonna be the en enemy spreading you apart. Now, financial instability. That's another main uh main uh what what I like to say, reasons why divorce has increased. In these latter days, uh, you know, um, a lot of people, they put money first. You know what I'm saying? Money first before family and the wives, you know, our home playing both while the, the man is chasing that money. And then the woman is, is, is made to be both the husband, the disciplinary and the nurturer. And again, as I state at the top of the hour, that can't be so. That um, that right there is un unstable. It it create bipolar mood swings, and the woman, the 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 children looking at us like we're crazy because one minute we're hugging them, the next minute we're yelling at them. So they just like they 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 confused. They're confused. So you know, chasing them, and then inability to have money because I'm gonna talk to you about how the enemy has set up these different devices to destroy the black family, where the man. You know, it's uneducated and now he don't know how to read to fill out application and, you know, being led to go into the streets and make money, however way he drugs and everything like that. And so now that create a ripple effect and money and, you know, moving evictions and all that. That's a total breakdown because of uh, the, our oppressors and the, the enemy and his tactics to destroy our nation's foundation, the family. We're going to definitely talk about that. And um, the the third and last uh, reason of divorces and, um, and a broke, broken home, uh, infidelity. 
and I'm, I'm gonna go to a fourth one, but I'm gonna talk about infidelity and what infidelity can do to destroy a family. You have um, a woman, if a woman is not just sleeping with her husband, but other different men, you're talking about she has like five heads over her, and then you have these different levels of sperm going in you, which um, is very, very, um, is very degrading to a woman um it, it devalues a woman and is is very um you know is very nasty ladies i'm serious as you think about it and i'm you know we we all been there we done some things that we were supposed to do but thank god you know that he has you know delivered us and i'm hoping he delivered you but if you're still out there doing that i encourage you you bring in that those different spirits not even just that the spirits that's in you, you're bringing five different spirits all in one in you. And then you're bringing it home to your husband. And, um, and therefore, you know, y'all know when each other's cheating, you know, when someone's different, you know, you know, we, we know, but you know, like when a lady had came to Jesus, she, she had, she had five, the Jesus said, where's your husband's? And she said, well, how did you know that? So she wasn't really married, but she was married because she slept with all these different men. He said, sin, and, and he said, um, your sins have been forgiven. Go away, sin no more. My my God, my Lord, he's so, he's so humble and he's so, um, he's such a, a, a person of mercy and grace. And, and I thank God in that. And, and Mary, she followed him the rest of the days, I'm telling you. Because how he handled that situation, he was prophetic. He knew exactly what was in her. And then he just spoke those few words and she was free. You know, and the chains have fell off at that moment, you know. But and then ladies, um, I'm going to go into after that infidelity, how a man can, he can cheat and he gives away his power. And that will cause woman bitterness. That will cause woman to um, <clears throat> um, be unforgiving unloving embarrass you out in the community you start spending up all your money do all different types of things because you have stepped outside of your marriage you know what i'm saying and you invite no spirits in you as well and so now you got like if you're you're cheating when ladies and the husband cheating you got like eight different spirits in your home and the, the your children like okay your children's not gonna be honorable they're not gonna be lovable to you they're not going to be obedient to you because you guys are not walking in righteousness. So marriage can definitely, with you have infidelity, that will definitely destroy your own. That's, a, that's hard to come back. That's one thing the Bible says that you can walk away from and then allow the divorce when you are infidel. I mean, this, this you're talking about spirits now. We, we, you know, the Lord is a spiritual being. So when you're talking your soulmate having so many different men up in them and different women on you. These are spiritual and spirits in, in the flesh is so powerful. The enemy, that's a, that's a, a, a bind. You gotta, uh, you're bound with that though. You're bound in chains and shackles. You know what I'm saying? So you got to loose that thing. Cause he said, whatever you loose in heaven will be loosed on earth, but that's the hardest thing to be loose from. And then you ladies, we're talking about how you embarrass your man. And I know he, he did something to have his power be taken away. But you got you to gotta say, 
are you going to just, you know, only thing that you could separate you guys is from it's, it's to, for infidelity. But if, if this is happening where you're constantly being embarrassed by your, your um, spouse, because you stepped out, you know what I'm saying? You got to fix that. And you got to be a believer and wife. You got to believe you got to stay in that. You know what I'm saying? Stay in that marriage. And, and that man got to straighten up in order for that to be uh, uh, a unique, strong, loving um, in-laws around you for that to work. And uh, also, <clears throat> let's talk about how the enemy set up and to destroy. He come to rob, rob still kill, and destroy. And, and like, as I stated at the beginning of the time, this from day one, he uh, the Lord, he had came in to provide dominion, dominion over the whole entire earth in Eden. You know what I'm saying? Genesis 1, 26 through 27 says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Who's us? Who's our, you know what I'm saying? This is the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, the spirit. We, they working as one. As in John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was God. You know what I'm saying? And when God was came flesh, and this is Jesus you're talking about, the word, God, and flesh, Jesus became flesh. Those are all three one, but it's still order. And even those, that three entity, they're one, but it's still order. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, everything, there's order and structure. Let us. Make men in our image according to our likeliness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Males and female, he created them. That's powerful. Now he, every creeping thing on this earth, lions, bears, tigers, whatever, bow to us. We had dominion. But in comes the slivering, slivering Satan. He has an agenda. And our enemies, yes, our enemies, sleeping. What this says in Psalms 37, 12, the wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth the enemy can't stand us that our oppressors you know what your oppressors could be white and black i'm telling you your oppressors could be white and black but esau esau i'm telling you it's while you are sleeping he is plotting and gnashing at his teeth and let me tell you the enemy slithered his way in and tempted the woman the weaker vessel with the forbidden fruit. Now he knew he couldn't go to Adam because Adam would have shot him down. It was like, let me, uh-uh, let me shut you down right now. He was strong. He was a leader. He had dominion, but men has a weak spot when it comes to woman. And so the enemy knew he had to go through the weaker vessel. And so had Adam, if, if Eve would have bit that apple, and Adam wouldn't have, he would have just gave her a new, gave Adam a, a new wife. You know what I'm saying? And and still would have had the whole earth, which, which was Eden. You know what I'm saying? 
But then, hmm, 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 Adam followed the woman. Yes, he did. And we have a lot of Adams in this world following woman. And now there's shows like Atlanta Housewives, Married to Medicine, Basketball Wives, where these women are really now you're talking about the structure of a woman to to be a um, nurturer to be a teacher this is the type of teaching we have now in today's society we have Atlanta housewives who these women are really they embarrass their 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 spouse in front of they let them know they rule in everything this is a Jezebel spirit this is Jezebel and Ahabs we have a lot of Ahabs Ahabs they, he was the ruler of the king. When Jezebel had control over this king, she was manipulative. I mean, there was prophets that were so scared of her. They were hiding out because of this Jezebel spirit. You have a lot of Jezebels married to medicine. It's like, oh my goodness, these women. They are really embarrassing their children, embarrassing the black race embarrassing our nation nation and and there's something that needs to be done about it our men we have to step up and take back your home take back your rightful place there's no way your woman embarrassing you like this you could be a true leader in a community you could be a true leader you know um in your a principal of your school you can't be a true leader in your church if your woman is 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 covering you she's covering you meaning that she's leading you spiritually it that that's out of order out of order like i said when she walk up in that church or she walk up she walk and she's gonna pray and prophesy she is honoring you and honoring the lord when she placed that symbolic scarf over her head that's the greatest level of honoring you as being the head of her house. And spiritually, when she has the beautiful long hair that is her glory, you know what I'm saying? Which is awesome. And again, I'm talking to those, you know, women, you wear the weaves and everything like that because, you know, you may have some um, issues with your hair because we weren't all right at one time. But still yet, you know, women, your hair is your glory and that's your covering. So don't cut it off. Don't try to be uh, masculine. Don't walk in there like you, bald head and muscle bound. You got all these women now whose muscles are bigger than the men. And, and then now the men, you have TV shows where like Medea, you have TV shows like um, in, in Living Color, where you had Wanda, you had TV shows like Martin, where you had uh, Shanae. We all laughed at those shows. It was funny to me. But as I um, was reading in Deuteronomy 22, I'm, I'm gaining spiritual knowledge. This is deep, y'all, because they breaking our family structure down through television, music, any means necessary. The enemy is breaking us down and they breaking our men down and i'm gonna um, briefly share with you how they broke the men down throughout the year and the woman is role reversal now but it said a woman must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear woman's clothing clothing 
for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. He said this is, a, he detests you. And now all these actors who's wearing clothes like Medea, Wanda, and Shanene, do you know they all are on top? You know that they're all being pushed forward and given millions of dollars? They're sacrificing moral integrity for money and we laugh? And then God said, this is, he detests this. I'm just, I'm waking up to the truth, y'all. I'm serious because I was laughing. I thought those shows were hilarious. I, I'm, I'm serious. But they creating men, they're, it's effeminate. They're making them feminine. And we are laughing. And then the woman, they're doing the quite opposite. They're, you see in the the woman in WWE wrestling, the woman they're playing football and everything. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 nothing wrong with playing these sports, but when you go to the dressing room, you want to look like a man and be like a man and cut your hair off and you 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 are a dude. You know what I'm saying? But when these men start coming to play in your sports and they start dominating your sports, you want to cry. And that's what's happening to this very day. The men are you know, transvestites and they're, they're playing your sport and they are dominating and track. They're dominating in everything. It was a, it was a, 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 a transvestite who won, um, homecoming queen. The roles have been reversed. That's the breakdown with the enemy. He wanted to do the enemy comes to rob, steal, kill and destroy. And now Regarding the enemy's plot and how he's going to do it. One, he did it by first planting drugs in the community. And how he did it by planting drugs in the community. He purposely planted drugs in the community. And Nixon, one of Nixon's closest uh, uh, constituents had stated that the war on drugs was targeted for black and Latinos. The black and brown, so quote unquote. And but the drugs was planted. We have no means to go to Colombia and, and and get all these drugs and bring it back here. It was purposely planted, because like the like it said in Ecclesiastic, it says that you know when you teach your son, um, the wicked can't stand it. He can't stand it when you teach your son how to you know provide for himself, how to be a leader, how to own your own farms, own your own business, like Malcolm X's father. The enemy couldn't stand it. And had to kill him because he would be regenerating those seeds again. So how you got to kill, you got to kill that seed. You got to kill it before it regenerate. So now it's like, no, we got to suppress them. We have to oppress them. And how do we suppress them? How do we get them un, uh, under control? Drugs. First, they put us all in one in the ghetto. And then they put the drugs in the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? And now, and then the education system is not teaching our black and brown, you know. So when we go to apply for jobs, we're not in position to um to get the job because we were under edu under we is dysfunctional, it's dysfunctional education, I call it. Dysfunctional education. That's purposefully was is in our community till this day. We're not prepared 
for this is for the for the workforce out there. Not on not on a local level, and we're dang on sure not prepared on a global level. Not even a national level, but oh my goodness, no. We couldn't compete globally. Not nationally, and really not not regionally, not even state at a state level. Our urban community purposefully is being set up to go to the prison pop line, pipeline and go into the prison forest where they are forced, you know, the 13th of, of 13th Amendment, where they're forced servitude. They're working slavery for free and they not there in the home to provide and lead and protect their family, leaving the woman vulnerable and and the children, they're lost. They're going to be lost. You know, nine, not all the time, but nine times out of 10, a woman, a man cannot, a woman cannot raise a man or a young boy to be a man. So it's going to create subcultures. He's going to find gangs to, to survive. He's, he's not educated. Dad's not in home. So he needs to find some protection. So that's where the gangs come in at. And then the mother has to go to welfare. And then you have some men who are not educated, have to stoop down to welfare. And that will um, blind you. You will not be critical thinkers. It would destroy your ability to progress. You know what I'm saying? And so in another way, our oppressors are attacking us through television, music, and radio, you know, radio stations. And now technology, oh my goodness. But I have like 10 more minutes and I'm going to talk to you about the movies that were, you had strong leadership, which was, you know, one movie and one series in particular, Good Times, when you had James Evan and Miss Evan, she knew her place. James, he was a strong leader in the house. And um, personally, they would have battles against um jj who they had was forcing to make the leader because he was a comical painter who just you know dynamite dynamite it just you know made little you know funny comments that everybody just laughed oh oh but they were like that's not where we were thinking about taking this show we want a show that's representative of of us as a culture as a, a nation we knew he and the Evans knew we had um, morals and strong morals and standards and people of faith. And that's what they wanted to depict through the television, the type of morals that we have. But the producers had another plan. You know, they're plotting evil device, demise. And so they had fired James Evans which is Mr. Amos. He was the one who played um, Kunta Kinte and Roots too, which was powerful as well. And therefore that show had it plundered after that. You bound up the strong man. That's what I was talk talking to you about. They actually killed his character off. Yeah, um, IUC is a nation um, of Israel um, leaders. They were talking about this and um, the other day and I was just taking some pointers from them and that was so strong because they killed that character off and they bound and everything started happening 
wrong in the family. It was no more leader in the family. And then nobody would want to watch it no more. You know what I'm saying? That was that's powerful right there. It was it, before our eyes that show just plundered because they bind, they had bound the strong man up and all the goods were plundered. You're talking about, uh, you know, stories like the uh, Django where we had a victory at the end. We need more shows with victory, brothers and sisters. They're not showing us enough shows that we have the victory in, in our families. Instead, they're, they, throughout the decades, they start giving us weaker men in these series. For one, the cop, you have family matters. That father was a weak father. I'm sorry. He was, uh, the kids was ruling. I mean, Urkel was ruling his house. And this is, this is a, 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 an agenda that they have and a plot and a plan to destroy the foundations and the structure of the house of a strong man. And then you had Bill Cosby. Everybody loved, I loved, I loved Bill Cosby. I loved um, the Cosby show. But it was episodes where he wasn't even the leader of the house. Um, I The daughter, the 13-year-old the, the daughter, it was an episode where the 13-year-old daughter had lied and said she was spending a night over a friend house. And then she ended up going to another city, to a concert. And then she lost the, her purse and all that was stolen where she had to call the Huxtables to come pick her up. And so when they got back to the house, the mother slammed the door and Mr. Huxtable face. Now, that was subliminal. And so everybody laughing, right? The man standing outside, she slammed the door and she's going off on the kid. Now he came in the house and she, Miss Huxtable, asked Mr. Huxtable, uh, Huxtable a question. And then she interrupted him and punked him down in front of the kids. That was subliminal. You get what I'm saying? This is where it started to turn. It started to turn. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You had this judge. Judging the community where his wife had made him, they had an episode where his wife kicked his wife kicked him out the room, made him sleep on the couch. These are little subliminal messages that we are watching that we're taking in. And these are influential movies that is like, oh, we find it funny. And then we'll start doing that in our home. That's a spiritual covering that dishonoreth the most high. You get what I'm saying? It dishonoreth the most high. So our men and our women, we got to stop watching these shows that are um, that are depicting our woman in a way that is not pleasing to the Lord. We have the, uh, again, Atlanta Housewives. We have um, uh, Basketball Wives. And we have shows like Married to Medicine where you have the women who are definitely gossipers and um they really disrespect their men out in public out in public and and they're a, a leading a bad example for the children so we need to definitely um you know we we wrapping it up I have like five more minutes and so we definitely have to um get back the men take back your homes you know them take back your community men and the way you have to do it is to um, definitely lead by example. You got to get back into the image of the Father, um, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where he said you are created in 
our image, meaning the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have to get that back. You have to stop allowing the drugs to come in your home. You got to um, keep up with current um, events. Keep up with the stock market. Keep up with, uh, like uh, uh, Kendall Taylor said, which is uh, Fantasia's husband, you got to be so far ahead of your wife and your children. Again, when they come to you, you already know the answer. So you're definitely going to be their king. They're going to definitely be submissive to you because you have all the knowledge and you have all the power. Don't give away your power by inf through infidelity. That's going to make the woman be um, hateful and um, she's going to be so angry where she's going to embarrass you out in the community. You know what I'm saying? So don't set yourself up with infidelity. And, you know, just just take it back, urging you to take it back. I thank you for tuning in to, again, taking back our community. And we're going to do this again. Definitely, we're going to do this again uh, in next week. So I'm urging you to, to just please bear with me. I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience tonight. Uh, seven o'clock was supposed to be on, but I'm a little bit late, but, um, thank you for tuning in and we're hoping that, you know, we get to be with you next week until then. See you later. God bless. Um. Listen, the song is crazy. You know, I, I got an idea though. Make it a little crazy. You can't stop this here. You can't stop this here. Work too hard, my God. I'ma play my card. I'ma leave your atmosphere. It's so toxic. And I hear your gossip. I'ma wear they plotting. But I got no option. And I can't be stopped. I'ma keep on walking. And my power and my purpose and that backbite is so worthless. And my faith on and it's working. I want to one and I'm certain that I won the battle. It's over. We did it. I'm still. I'm C. I'm Pete. No limit. Can't stop it. It's me and Corbin in the pocket. Got the plug in the socket. Don't let it